2: You're listening to the Pastor Scott Show podcast. Have any questions or comments? Email Pastor Scott now at pastorscott at kkla.com or tune in live weekdays from 3 to 5 p.m. And now, here's Pastor Scott.
1: Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the Pastor Scott Show. Great to be with you today as we are each and every day from 3 to 5 right here on the station all over Southern California. And maybe you're listening on your favorite radio app. You can listen anywhere just about because of that, almost anywhere in the world. So feel free to participate. You can call at 888-528-2557. If you want to join the conversation, 888-528-2557 is the number. Hey, uh, so we had an election on Tuesday night in some states in the country, and the Republican presidential debate was uh, last night. Did you watch that? Did you get any uh, impact about it? It's such a uh, It's an odd thing because the Democrats uh, aren't having debates because there's an incumbent president, although you have a couple of other people running. We'll have to see what happens now. And that's a that's a whole different thing that is beginning to brew. If you watch the debate, you know, Donald Trump's not there. He's still ahead, probably winning unless things change and things could change. Um, Was there a highlight? Did you get something out of it? You know, there's, there's a few things I guess I could play. It was one of the better debates as far as, as far as the content goes, it was the best one so far. And, uh, I think that is good. It's good to hear these people, only five of them on the stage and none of them might be the candidate this year, but, uh, they could be in the future. So if, if this campaign is Joe Biden and Donald Trump, then um that means they're one term presidents, right that there's only one term, so the maybe you're sorry to hear, but the uh twenty twenty eight campaign will just pick up where this one leaves off with uh many of the same people I think 888-528-2557. 888-528-2557 is the number one of the big issues that happened in the Tuesday election is uh abortion, and the it was probably on the page of every one of the uh, major elections across the country in a few states. A few states have these off-year elections. And if you are somebody who or whoever was on the side of the pro-abortion ballot measures or other things, then you you won. Uh, the pro-life or the anti-abortion uh, side of things did not win, I think, just about anywhere. And so that has generated an awful lot of discussion about how— in a post row world, if you are a pro-life person in particular, typically uh, Republicans, there used to be a lot of pro-life Democrats. I think, uh, uh, I know there's a lot of pro-life Democrats who are just maybe you, but there used to be several, maybe 20 or 30 in the Congress. I think there's one. I think there's only one last I heard, and maybe zero. Uh, the conversation has changed so much. It used to be safe, legal, and rare, right? Now it seems like uh, we just want it all the time. Um, 888-528-2557 is the number. I want to get your thoughts on the debate if you've got them. And uh, then I want to talk about moving forward, how should we discuss as a nation abortion where you have the majority of the country is not supportive of abortion on demand or abortion after the first trimester. The majority of the country is supportive of this uh, first trimester um, for sure, about 57 percent, last poll I read on that. Most, the majority of people, though, are against it or for restrictions. But so far, all the restrictions are losing uh, everywhere. Eight 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 five two eight two five five seven is the number. Steve in San Diego, welcome to the Pastor Scott Show.
3: How are you doing, sir? I think it's an excellent show. Thank you, Steve. The debate, the debate uh, Mr. Rami made two excellent points. The first one... Rama, was Mr. Uh, Ramaswamy. Yeah, Ramaswamy, yeah. He made two good points. The first one was against Nikki Haley. Um, she is basically Dick Cheney Part 2. Uh, she was around. She is more deep state than anyone in the world besides Dick Cheney. She was around pre-9-11. She's around now. She's profiting. She's the chairman of... Uh, she was on the board of Boeing, which I didn't know. But she's just... Horrendous! She's
1: a nightmare. All right, so you're not a fan of Nikki Haley. It sounds like you will not be voting no. for her if she's what if no, she don't... What if it's her against Joe Biden? You voting for her, or what? Do you, how are you going to do it?
3: Um, I will move to Hong Kong. Uh, part two
1: <laughs> well, Hong Kong's going to be uh, not Hong Kong pretty soon. You know.
3: Oh, I know, but I'll be high up in the pub here, so it'll be great. Uh, Ramaswamy made up the second point, uh, which was um, he made fun of. Well, he didn't make fun; he criticized CNN. Why does a Republican National Committee uh, have the debate handled by CNN? That's the most.
1: I think it was NBC. NBC, but typically it's. uh, uh, It is a a point that Newt Gingrich famously made a few years ago. Why do Republicans keep doing this? But they keep doing it.
3: It's called the Republicrats. It's called one party. It's a one party system. If you go on YouTube and read all the yeah. comments, basically uh, a good twenty thirty percent are saying yeah. that it's a one. Party let me system. let me
1: ask you the elite, this: the elite, At the, the, elite, end...
3: the elite have bribed everybody. Let right me now. ask you this
1: question, Steve: in yes. the election I'm, I'm coming, voting
3: Trump. I'm voting. I'm voting Trump. I want Ramadan so you're going to vote. Biden. You're going to vote for Trump.
1: Okay. So yeah. if it's Trump and Biden and RFK Jr. or Joe Manchin, who I think sort of announced he's running for president today. There could be four major candidates on that stage. You're still voting Trump, or do you change to one of those other guys?
3: I personally, personally, in my heart, want the anti-vaxxer Kennedy Jr., but that will split the vote. So out of uh, bullet to the brains, i got to vote Trump.
1: (laughs) That's an interesting—all right, Steve, thanks for calling on. I think that's going to be a big deal, that uh, RFK Jr. is going to be on the— he's polling 22%. And uh, he probably takes more. They're saying right now, a year from now, it could be completely different. Um, politics is, you know, it can be totally different issues we're even talking about in next year, whenever the election comes around. But uh, he's taking twenty-two percent, mostly uh, majority of it from uh, Trump voters, even though he is a, a Democrat. Um, and I think that's interesting. Joe Manchin, who is the senator from West Virginia,
4: he announced today that he's not running for re-election. I believe in my heart of hearts that I have accomplished what I set out to do for West Virginia. Also, he's seen the polling data, and he has accomplished all he's going to do for West Virginia. I've made one of the toughest decisions of my life and decided that I will not be running for re-election to the United States Senate. But what I will be doing is traveling the country and speaking out to see if there is an interest in creating a movement to mobilize the middle and bring Americans together.
1: So it's an interesting uh, story that is brewing here with that, because there is an organization they're called No Labels, and uh, they have put up a uh, organization where what they're trying to do is create a third party, or in this case it might be a fourth candidate, actually, because of RFK Jr., who would not be a Democrat or Republican, and they haven't promised that they're going to run somebody but the the rumor is that joe manchin would be their presidential candidate and that mitt romney would be the vice presidential candidate and most people think that they will take more votes from the democrats than they will from the republicans and there could be there could be four candidates four on a debate stage this th- fall who could split the the vote where whoever is the next president maybe they only get 30% of the vote That is something that I think is becoming uh, possible. This is Joe Manchin. Uh, He announces that he's not running for reelection and he thanks the voters of West Virginia.
4: And uh, then he says this. The majority of Americans are just plain worn out. Our economy is not working for many Americans from the rising cost of food and fuel and everything in between. We have a border crisis with illegal drugs entering our country and killing Americans every day. Our national debt is out of control, and Americans don't feel safe, even in their own communities. We are providing critical aid to two of our allies, fighting wars for their survival. And we must prevent being pulled into a major war ourselves. These are not Republican or Democratic challenges. These are American challenges. They affect every one of us, and we need to face them together.
1: So that sounds an awful lot like a guy who is running for president, but he has not uh, committed to that yet. But uh, many people, particularly uh, Democrats, Nancy Pelosi, one of them has put out word that says we need to not encourage him to do that because he'll probably take votes away from the Democrats. And uh, we're RFK Jr., even though he's a Democrat, will likely take more votes away from uh, Republicans. Jill Stein famously uh, took in uh, 4% in Florida I think in 2016 she announced she's running too she's not going to be on the debate stage but how many uh, votes does she take it's going to be a wild year and you know we're we are a country that is seriously divided but he just mentioned a bunch of things that I think he's right the average person republican or democrat uh agrees with that those issues need to be resolved he doesn't mention abortion which is something that was the subject of most of the elections that happened this week. This is the pastor Scott show 888-528-2557. If you want to join the conversation, 888-528-2557. How should that be discussed at a national level or even a local level in an era where Roe versus Wade is gone, where individual States are going to have their own rules and they're going to differ. Um, what was it, Monday or Tuesday, I was talking about this and I thought, you know, I'm wondering if it's any different because up until this week, everything that's been put on the ballot that is pro-abortion has won in even deep red states, uh, Kansas, for example. Uh, And now in deep red states like um, uh, Ohio, uh, pro-abortion issue one passed by a pretty significant margin in a state that probably um, the Republican will win by 10, 15, 20 points maybe. Um, the Democratic candidate in Kentucky, who's a popular governor, you know, all elections are local, right? And if you're wondering, well, how does a a state that Donald Trump won by 30 points have a Democratic governor? Well, because uh, all politics are local, right? And there's a reason that sometimes people win in states. Well, how does Joe Manchin win in a state where with West Virginia where, where Donald Trump uh, won by 70 uh, percent of the vote or something? Like everybody in that state voted for Donald Trump. Um, how, how does that happen? It's because politics are local. And if you really want to get into what's happening in national races in races outside of your own area, you have to figure out what's the local, what is the local issue that they're actually running on? Because what you hear nationally and what you hear in the, in the cable news, what you hear maybe on your favorite talk show is often sort of the, the national issue being discussed with relationship to that candidate, but there's probably something very local That is the actual reason why they got elected. You know, people, how did John Fetterman get elected? Well, they did hide the stroke effectively. And once the stroke was out in that debate that he was in, he started to lose. Um, He probably would have lost that election, give it a couple more weeks, actually. But you know, John Fetterman graduated from Harvard. He wasn't just some slob living in his parents' basement. That's what I kept hearing from, you know, national news. Graduated from Harvard. He's got two degrees. He's born in Pennsylvania. He had run for statewide office. They all knew his name and he ran against Dr. Oz, who lived in New Jersey, who couldn't order a uh, Philly cheesesteak sandwich appropriately. And he works in New York City and uh, a lot of people are mad at him for uh, fat pills he used to uh, give out, you know, for people. He really didn't have a lot of a chance. So when you when you look at nationally, you go, "Well, how did John Fetterman win?" Well, when you look at it locally, you you see that uh, he won handily, and uh, he almost lost because people figured out the stroke. But uh, that's why it matters a lot. How do the how does the abortion conversation fit into it moving forward? Because it seems like to me that conversations about fifteen weeks or six weeks or eight weeks or whatever you want to label it um, is going to, it's not selling with people. It's not bringing out the vote. I mean, that's another piece that is a major part of all of this is that people don't vote. You're still not getting that high of voter turnout, especially in, in off year elections and whatever the case is in your state, whether you're a red or blue state, you know, probably half, maybe less are, are voting. And especially in primaries, the primaries matter significantly, because that's where you choose which candidate from each party gets sent up there. Um, and in your own party, if you're fed up with your own party, then you need to look at the who's running in the primary and make that choice, because maybe you have a better candidate in November. Uh, if you're always tired of whatever candidate you have in November, you've got to look to your primary. California, March, it's coming up 112 days or something like that from now. 888-528-2557, 888-528-2557. Eric in Corona, welcome to the Pastor Scott Show.
5: Hey, Pastor Scott, how are you doing?
1: I'm good, Eric. How are you?
5: Good, good, good. Hey, I don't know if you remember, but I called you on Tuesday before the election on uh, Monday.
1: You called and Monday said Monday. Uh, Republicans are going to lose because of how they how they deal with abortion. I think, right? Generally, yes. Yeah. yeah okay. I, well, yeah. you were right.
5: I'm glad you remember. Yeah, so yeah. I, 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 If listen, if and, and I don't know if you heard, I don't know if you saw this, but on Newsmax, Rick Santorum. Said that democracy is not the best way to yeah. run a country. I, I did size. see that.
1: I did see that. You not see a, that? not. I mean, it, There's it, a reason he's not in the Senate anymore either, and that's one of them.
5: Yeah, I mean, it, it's one of those things. And and, and my thing is, I told you, is like this thing in Ohio didn't win by, you know, by by the skin of their teeth. It was forty. It was fifty-seven, forty-two.
1: In a state that so, is overwhelmingly the last few election cycles Republican.
5: Because at the end of the day, people there's two things that ha- happen. At the end of the day, people value their own individual choices because there are a lot of women out there who do not believe, who, 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 who uh, maybe not necessarily disagree with abortion. But here's here's the situation: is it, is a woman saying, "I'm going to vote against something that I might need one day, and I can't have it, whether I'm in Oklahoma or Texas or Louisiana." And, and then you have another contingency. Again, these people that are if – if you're below 50 years old, you have never lived your life without Roe. I'm, I'm, I'm 55. And let me, I don't let me ask you something.
1: Where, where are you coming from with this? Are you for abortion or against abortion being legal? And I, I'm asking you because I just want to know because yeah. I, I want to ask if you are a pro-life person, when you look at these things, what's the argument that you need to be making in general? My whether argument? go ahead
5: okay sure sure my argument my argument is that it is a medical procedure that should be legal that should be left up to an individual person an individual doctor my 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 problem is this i personally have never known anyone have abortion i've never asked a person to have an abortion so i have no practical experience in that. But my guess is that um, if, it's, if, if, if it's legal, things choices can be made. People can be educated and they can make better choices. If it's illegal, like it was in the 40s and 50s, and, and, and women were throwing themselves down the steps or going to the local beauty parlor um, to have an abortion, um, if, if somebody doesn't want to get pregnant, they're going to find ways, healthy or not healthy, to not be pregnant.
1: You know, one of the things, though, that is being uh, put out there is most states, like in Virginia, for example, what was being proposed, it wasn't on the ballot specifically, but it was on the ballot because the governor said, hey, if you vote for Republicans, uh, this is what we're going to do. And people voted. He lost. He lost the uh, the Virginia State House, both houses, uh, which was a serious loss for him. And but they were going to propose a 15 week ban. Now, the polls say that all the people you're talking about even young people are against abortion after 15 weeks. So and most abortions that occur happen before that, almost all of them. So sure. yeah, what yeah, like, uh, is that 28%. why is that not a uh, a place where people can come together some kind of even a long term that actually doesn't really change things. What's why?
5: Because because you and you and I talked about this on Monday. It's it's hypocrisy to say we value life, but you can kill it as long as it's before 15
1: weeks. Right. It's not, it's definitely not, it's it's definitely not consistent. Right. Like at some point, at some point, the child has to have, you know, is conscious. At some point, the child feels pain. At some point, you have to say it has constitutional rights.
5: I think, I think, I think that most, most women, given the choice, would choose to have. Baby, mm-hmm. I, I think that's the over uh, because, yeah, because I agree with that maternal, inst- maternal instincts exist in, in in every woman. Just like protective instincts exist in every man. It yeah. wasn't that but th- that that's just how God that's how God built us. Yeah. So that's why I said to me it should be legal because in my opinion it's an agonizing choice to say I'm not going to do this. You know, because again I think that every every woman wants to be a mother, and every mm-hmm. woman protects their child and values their child and, and there's so to make a difficult decision to say, I can't do this is it has to be it it, it has to be left up to them and the state, in my opinion, can't be involved in such a – how do I say it? I mean you know what you know what I'm trying to I say. I know what you're saying. But there's <laughs> there's disgusting.
1: another argument here though. How do you feel about the argument though that the child is is a baby and should have constitutional rights and from a from a faith standpoint the child is made in the image of god has its own dna it's not part of the woman's body specifically you know where that's the other part that gets left out so often is we hear we hear about choice and medical and all of this but doesn't at what point during the pregnancy does the child have constitutional right to live and not be killed i
5: think we should. I, th- I think I, I mean, I think we said viability, right what, what, okay what well that's uh, weeks, 22
1: weeks, around, weeks? around 21, 22 weeks. so would you do you think that people could pass a law and get support for 22 weeks or viability
5: i think I, th- I think if you put if you put that on the ballot fifteen weeks it, it and, and it would pass in every single state?
1: you think so because that's what well, they were doing though in in uh, Virginia it was fifteen weeks, and uh it lost.
5: Well, I, okay, all right. I, I, you got the outliers, and maybe maybe Texas falls into that too. So, but but it is my opinion that if if you if you make abortion legal with guardrails, which, Ro, which Roe which v. Wade had, if you make it, it but if you make that a a, a, a a legal, that yeah, in my opinion, it would it, it would absolutely pass. But the other problem becomes this: is that you and I talked about this in a month or two. It's hypocrisy to me. If, if, if I'm anti-abortion, I'm anti-abortion. Like, for me, I'm anti-guns. I don't own a gun. I'm against guns. If it were me, it would be no guns in this country. We're
1: almost out of time here, so real quick. But,
5: but you know what I'm saying? I mean, I think, I think, it, I think we should, unlike Rickson Torm, put it on the ballot in all 50 states and let the people decide.
1: Okay, I'm for, uh, you know, for, for that. I'm talking about how do we... And I'm coming from a, a anti-abortion standpoint, right? I think the child has sure. constitutional rights. I agree with you that most women, in most cases, um, would prefer to keep the child, and there are circumstances in her life that either fear or economic or other reasons why she chooses not to. I think right. that there is a path toward helping her... Now regardless of what the laws are i think that there is a path toward helping her make the choice to keep the child and i'm right. wondering if that is something that people would vote for i got to take a break because i'm late on the break okay
5: i said okay all right all right well i'll, I'll, I'll call you get another point
1: all right thank you eric for your call thanks for listening Eight 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 five two eight two five five seven. so eric's coming from you know a uh a pro-choice standpoint there's A whole other argument about the the life of the child, which I think matters greatly. And I would encourage Eric to to think about that um, and investigate that and what that means. But for the sake of where we are as a country right now, we are not restricting abortion and the elections are not going that way, even in red states. What is the approach to help reduce abortions whether it be legal or or whether it be something else what do you think 8885282557 this is the Pastor Scott show and you can follow me at Pastor Scott show on the social medias we'll be back as the Thursday edition continues stay tuned
2: You're listening to the Pastor Scott Show podcast. Have any questions or comments? Email Pastor Scott now at pastorscott at kkla.com or tune in live weekdays from 3 to 5 p.m. Now back to the show. It has come to
0: my attention that in the last hour, Senator Lindsey Graham says he plans to reintroduce his 15-week abortion ban. Senator J.D. Vance agrees with the introduction of this bill, saying he believes they can get a majority of the American people on board with something. What is your reaction to Senate Republicans who think the answer to last night's problems is to double down on an abortion ban?
3: We're dealing with extreme MAGA Republicans who have one objective, which is to jam their extreme right-wing ideology down the throats of the American people. And fundamentally, what that has meant is that they want a nationwide abortion ban. What the extreme MAGA Republicans want to do is criminalize abortion care. What they want to do is to create a society where women have to live in a place with government-mandated pregnancies. And so this issue uh, is one that we'll see them continue to double and triple and quadruple down on because it's fundamentally why many of them are in elected office.
1: That was Hakeem Jeffries, the House Minority Leader, talking about uh, the Republicans' loss on issues of abortion across the country. And uh, Ohio was a state where abortion was on the ballot. And this is a state that uh, Donald Trump actually won in 2020 um, by eight points, 53 to 45. A lot of people think that Ohio is probably a red state, it used to be purple, battleground state. Uh, some people think it's probably not. And yet, when abortion is on the ballot, what's happening is uh, it is the pro, uh, the anti-abortion side or the pro-life side is typically losing uh, now, these these things, there's a whole nother layer to it. OK, so issue one, as it was called in Ohio, in it, what is happening is it's not just abortion up or down. So part of what happens and this is the craftiness of, of politics and uh, what often happens is that you're when you vote for that, you weren't just voting for putting abortion in the Ohio Constitution. Also, in the same line was uh fertility care. Right. So and contraception and care for moms who have miscarriages and a whole lot of things that everybody is for. or Most people are for. And then you kind of toss in the abortion one where there is such a great divide. And that's part of what happens. Uh Ohio had about a 50 percent voter turnout. There were two statewide issues that were interesting because of the moral question behind them. One of them was uh, the abortion one, and uh, it won with uh, almost 57 percent of the vote so far. And uh, the same, another issue in Ohio that's interesting to me, and what's interesting is the the votes, is to regulate and uh, make marijuana legal. And almost to the vote, same percentage of people voted for that. And uh almost uh 57 percent, almost exactly. There are 3,000 votes is the difference. That's it. So people came out to vote for abortion, and for pot use. Uh, pot use, by the way, in the States, uh, it's very popular now. It's like 70 percent. So it's interesting that in Ohio it's not, apparently. But uh, like I said, things are local. Uh, but nationally, people are kind of behind that. Everybody ought to read the L.A. Times uh, and what's actually happening here in In California, since we legalized it, it's not helping the way people thought it would help. And uh, it's hurting a lot of people. Different issue there. Um, But um, the question I'm asking is, and I'm coming at this, I am uh, anti-abortion. I am pro-life. I believe the child has constitutional rights. I believe it's child DNA. It's not the mom's, not the dad's DNA. It's a totally new human being. I don't think that you can it it's like Eric you know, pointed out, it's the problem is is if you're gonna put a date on it, uh you're compromising on the pro life side, at least philosophically. It might be what you have to do. You know, if somebody were to say to me, Would you would you outlaw abortion but have the uh life of the mother, rape and incest uh allow it allow for those? That would that would account for eliminating almost every abortion in the country actually because very few are rape and incest related uh or even life of the mother most people think life of the mother is one where that would be okay um so yeah i'd make that but philosophically the hard part is that if it's a life it's a life if the life has constitutional rights then it has constitutional rights regardless of how it got there right so that becomes the philosophical problem but republicans are losing in something and then what what on top of that is interesting and I should say pro-life because there's people who aren't Republicans who are obviously on that side also. Um, but what's interesting is that is the 15-week ban, for example, almost everybody supports that in polls. Al- almost everybody. Now, Hakeem Jeffrey says it's an extreme position. It's not – we're actually one of the most extreme countries in the world when it comes to abortion. We're talking about uh, North Korea and China uh, being on the same side as us, is abortion up until birth. Almost every country in the world, including very liberal Western uh, European countries, have restrictions, usually 12 weeks, in fact. So Mississippi, which is the law that led to Roe v. Wade being overturned, is a 15-week ban. It's actually more liberal than most of Europe. It's a, it's a very interesting thing that we have said that this is an extreme view and it's not. And that's the word, the language we use, of course, uh, these days. But the, whatever argument is being made from a legal perspective, it's not working, uh, and it is um, not looking like that's going to work. So I'm curious. How do you help people come to a conclusion that the polls say they already have? And I recognize that whether it's legal or not is a whole other question because you could have abortion be totally legal and no one ever do it, and that would be just fine. I think there's another approach to this. What do you think? 888-528-2557. in Glendale, welcome to the Pastor Scott Show.
6: Thank you so much for what you do, Pastor Scott, and the opportunity that you gave me to speak. I want to call it hypocrisy because when it comes to donating any part of the fetus, they call it it, um, they actually categorize it under human. For example, if it is fetus skin, it goes under human Mm category or any other part of the fetus, the organ. And I think it's just ridiculous to call it a a, a she or a he, it, and they they consider it not living and not feeling.
1: Well, and if you want to keep the baby, it's a baby. If you don't want to keep the baby, it's a fetus. Yes. Right. (laughs) Um, And that is, is you know, there's a lot of hypocrisy with this. And what I'm trying to do is help people think through that. You know, an interesting thing is that A person who is for abortion, the more they learn about child development, the more we the science grows as far as how the child develops in the womb and all of that stuff, the more pro-life people become, right? That the more educated people are scientifically, the more pro-life they become. Um, But also the more opportunities there are for women who find themselves in a crisis pregnancy in particular the father's not around and they're they don't maybe they are getting kicked out of their home i've worked with women where that's the case right i don't know what to do i don't have insurance i don't have a job i'm 17 and you know what do i do here Uh, that's a scary place to be but i have found that that same woman who wants the abortion one day will if she gets medical help if she gets a place to live if she gets help immediately will change her mind to keep the baby
6: absolutely and i think that there
1: I yeah i think that there is more that needs to be i think the conversation has to move a lot further out of the legal realm I meaning there there's always a legal thing but my belief is that the law is going to follow the heart of the people that the heart of the people when it changes towards this subject or any others um, if that changes, the laws will follow. That happens second. That's what I think. Uh, Anna, thank you for, for yeah. calling the Pastor Scott Show on this. What do you think about that, everybody? Do you think that um, I'm right about that? I think there's another approach. 888-528-2557 uh, is the number, Eight 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 five two eight two five five seven. And uh, Michelle in Los Angeles, welcome to the Pastor Scott Show.
6: Hi, how are you?
1: I'm good. Michelle, how are you?
6: thank you i love this topic i just wanted to add i'm pro-life and i don't believe that you know they should kill a baby just because the mother doesn't want it as the people before me said you know even children have the right to be protected Mm -hmm. and we take humanity too lightly meaning we play god with people who can't defend for themselves what i think there should be is that there should be education for a lot of people you know, pregnancy is not a disease you catch. You become pregnant, whether you do it intentionally or it's an accident. Right. And the fact is that people should be educated that if you don't want to get pregnant, there are ways not to get pregnant. And um, for it, I think you're overly populated. But the answer isn't by killing an unborn child. The problem is educating people that don't get pregnant in the first place. You know, I the... understand if there's incest, if there is rape, I understand that. Yeah. I understand that. But on the other hand, there are a lot of people that I know that have killed their babies in their womb when they were eight months pregnant. Yeah. Well, if you didn't want to have the child, why would he kill the child at eight months old? Why not sooner?
1: Yeah, it's a horrible. You, when
6: you are pregnant, yes, you hear a baby's heart. Yeah. Very, very early. It's How a, can you do away with that?
1: It is a horrible thing. Um, what's happening here? But you're right about the education. It's funny to me. The uh, it's not funny because it's such a serious thing. But uh, you heard Hakeem Jeffries. I played that a while ago, and that's kind of the new line is. Government forcing, government forced pregnancies. That's not how you get pregnant. The government did not make you pregnant, right? That is, uh, no. that's, it is such a weird line because like, no, wait a minute. The government did not force you to get pregnant. Uh, exactly. there is a way that that occurs. And if you are unaware of that, well, that's just, another problem with our public school system, probably. But uh, Michelle, thanks for uh, calling the uh, Pastor Scott Show on that. You know, so what, I'm, what I want to get to, and I'm going to take a break here, I see your call, Joanna, and uh, others who are calling, is are there other things that can be pursued that will help people not just understand, but also give people opportunity? I think that in a post war world, where actually, you know, abortion's not changing much, we have the abortion pill now. So there's You know, the abortion numbers are down 10% since Roe, but they're probably not. They're probably up. It's just that the the pill doesn't get counted, right? We don't know who's doing what with that. So it, it could actually be more. I think that there is a different language, and I'll give you some thoughts about that and take your call as soon as the Pastor Scott Show Thursday edition continues. Stay tuned.
2: You're listening to the Pastor Scott Show podcast. Have any questions or comments? Email Pastor Scott now at pastorscott at kkla.com or tune in live weekdays from 3 to 5 p.m. Now, back to the show.
7: Tomorrow, I want the House of Representatives passing... Uh, legislation for men to pay women child support from the moment of conception legislation to make the child tax credit apply to the unborn legislation to have women uh, have access to the supplemental food and nutrition program up to two years after childbirth. These are things that can be done today that will make a difference. But until we own this issue as a party, we will lose again and again and again,
1: that was Kaylee McEnany, who is responding to Republicans getting beat or people who are pro-life, I should say. It's not just Republicans, but people who are you know, mostly but people who are pro-life getting beat whenever abortion is on the ballot. And that has been the case in the last two elections since Roe versus Wade was overturned. She is presenting here that what Republicans ought to support and what Republicans ought to do or pro-life people ought to do is pass legislation immediately that requires the father uh, to immediately start paying child support upon uh, upon conception. See, if you're going to say that life begins at conception, well, then child support should begin at conception. Wouldn't you agree? I totally agree with that. I think that is absolutely right. Uh, if you're going to say that life, if Republicans are going to say that life begins at conception, then tax credits for children should begin at conception. See, there's a consistency that needs to happen here. And her point was that Republicans need to be not just pro baby, but also pro women on these things. And her thinking is that that would help. And I would add that those things don't have to, you know, tax credits obviously have to be done in the government, but, you know, help for moms and supporting moms we have pregnancy counseling centers all across the country many right here in southern california that do a lot of help for moms and that support dads when the dads want to be involved and we should put pressure on fathers uh in these cases because like what we've been saying is that the more a person knows the more a woman knows about child development the more likely she is to want to keep her baby also, the more help that she has, the more likely she is to want to keep her baby. So this is assuming that in a state like California, we we just voted to we we're far more to the uh, pro-abortion side today than we were under Roe because of our election last year. So abortion is going to be legal in California for a long time and fully legal. But there is a whole lot of things that can be done that I think would change that. What do you think about that? Should that be the change of direction? 888-528-2557. This is the Pastor Scott Show, 888-528-2557. Joanna and Whittier, welcome to the Pastor Scott Show.
7: Hi, Pastor Scott. Um, I am a Christian and a pro-life advocate. And I just want to give you a little different perspective. Um, I was adopted as an infant and also found myself in unwanted pregnancy when I was 18 and did make the choice to have an abortion out of fear. And I feel like we so often um, talk at such high levels and argue about pro-life, pro-choice, on the ballot, not on the ballot, all those things, and yet um, having been adopted, somebody gave me a chance at life, and I did not make that same choice. I was walking with the Lord at the time um, and walked away because I just couldn't make any other decision at that time Mm. um and so my heart really speaks to uh maybe like what the other caller said was uh, talking to young girls in the beginning to why they're making the choice to have sex with their boyfriend before marriage when that's not really what i did not want to do that but i did um and you know my choice of course but i just wish we as a church as christians as believers could worry more about the relationships with the young girls So they don't find themselves in that position in the first place. Um, And since I've been able to say the word abortion, it's only been, uh, it's been almost 40 years ago now, and I've only been speaking about this for 10 years because I finally realized how much God has forgiven me, and I was not able to forgive myself. Mm. But since I've been able to speak that, I've found that there's so many people who struggle with the the, um, post-abortion issues and the guilt, and we don't talk about that either. And so I just would really urge Christians to um be in relationships with young girls, find out where they are, talk to them, share your experience and um that's that's about it.
1: I think that's great, Joanna. Thank you for sharing that and sharing your story and uh and sharing the, the grace that you know you have from the Lord for yes. for that and Amen. how yeah. and a lot of people listening are in the situation that you're in where they've never said anything very private thing. There's a lot of women who've never said anything, and it's been a long time, and they have that inside. They need to know that there's grace.
7: Yes, and, you know, let me just share one more thing real quick. I knew always I was working with youth. I was, like I said, a Christian, but I knew God forgave me, but I couldn't forgive myself. And the the one verse that I cling to is James 5.16 that says, Confess your sins to one another and that the healing will begin. And God didn't forgive me when I confessed but the healing began. That verse Mm -hmm. is so true. And so I would just encourage people to share and um, share your story because God is out there for all of us. We just have to accept it for ourselves.
1: That's right. And you know what? That verse is true regardless of what the laws are or how elections go. Yes, correct. It's completely outside of all of that. And I think that that needs to be where our focus needs to be. Thank you, Joanna, so much for calling and for being a part of our show today thank you uh, God God bless you eight 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 five two eight two five five seven Carolyn Van Eyes welcome to the Pastor Scott Show.
8: Hi, um that lady's story is pretty much what happened, not with me but my one of my younger sisters hmm. She was kidnapped and raped by someone she knew, but she knew that baby was alive. And she decided to give the baby up for adoption. Mm. But I've also heard, and it's an open adoption, so she got pictures yeah. and knew how she was doing. But I heard other women say they just didn't want to be pregnant, so they got rid of the baby. They, they, and that's another side that people also don't
1: and, talk And most of the time it's, it's um, that kind of decision because it's life-altering and there's fear that my life won't be the same, I may not be able to go to school, or maybe I won't be yeah. loved, especially if the man's not involved, which is so often the case. And that's why I think a lot more pressure needs to be put on men uh, for these things. Uh, thank you. Exactly. Yeah. Thank you, Carol, for writing about that. It's very hard, though, and that's something that needs to be acknowledged, how personal and private this is, and what a great role the Church has to speak with love in these areas to our young uh, Our young women, for sure, but also our young men, because they need to be responsible. Men always get off the hook on these things. Women always have to carry the burden of everything related to this, and that is how our society runs, and that should not be. Uh, Debbie and Irvine, welcome to the Pastor Scott Show.
8: Hi. um, Yeah, I liked what the last two callers said, and um, uh, I am 72 years old and had three abortions um, when I was in my early 30s, I was married, a very unhappy marriage, but I just felt I didn't want to be stuck in this marriage. Um, I really wasn't a, a Christian at that point, but, you know, I look back at my mindset at that time and how selfish and self-centered it was and, um, but I wanted to actually read a quote. It's from uh, Mother Teresa. Uh, her, she spoke at the uh, National Prayer Breakfast back in 1994. This is just a paragraph. Um, she said, But I feel that the greatest destroyer of peace today is abortion, because it is a war against the child, a direct killing of the innocent child, murdered by the mother herself. And if we accept that a mother can kill even her own child, how can we tell other people not to kill one another? How do we persuade a woman not to have an abortion? As always, we must persuade her with love and we remind ourselves that love means being willing to give until it hurts. By abortion, the mother does not learn to love but kills even her own child to solve her problems. And by abortion, that father is told that he does not have to take any responsibility at all for the child he has brought into the world. Mm. The father is likely to put other women into the same trouble. So abortion just leads to more abortion. Any country that accepts abortion is not teaching its people to love, but to use any violence to get what they want. This is why the greatest destroyer of love and peace is abortion. And,
1: uh, yeah, Debbie, Debbie, I'm almost out of time, but, uh, thank you for for reading that. Um, that speech Mother Teresa gave, she gave in front of uh, President Clinton at the time and pretty much a pro choice room, and it was quiet. You know, all this uh, stuff, uh, Jacqueline, I see your call. I won't get to your call. Tomorrow we have Open Line Friday. People can call about anything. It's Veterans Day. We're going to ask your stories there if you're a veteran uh, tomorrow on the show. I want to leave you with, uh, you know, those statements. They matter so much because we're living in a world where we don't have respect for life. We're seeing that in so many different issues today. And, you know, as you think of this through, Mother Teresa was correct that our tendencies towards violence and stuff have to do with how we view life. And on this abortion thing, it's not just about health care or about the future or what a person wants to do, a father or a mother in this case. It's about a life, and everybody knows today that it is the taking of a life, and that is going to have an impact whether we want to acknowledge that or not. Of course it is. There is grace and uh, there is healing as we've learned through our Savior, Jesus Christ. We'd love to help you about that. If you've got a question, you can write me at PastorScott at KKLA.com, PastorScott at KKLA.com. We're done for today. Thank you so much for all your input. I know that's a hard subject. You can get the podcast wherever you get your podcasts. Just look for The Pastor Scott Show. Follow me on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, on socials, at Show. God bless everybody. I'll see you tomorrow. Have a good night